Hey, Power Moms. Welcome to the Momins Podcast, where we're becoming in the momming. I'm your host, Lathira Ranger, and I'm super excited to help you cultivate bigger faith, better perspective, and a beautiful soul. So join me and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Momins Podcast. And be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss another episode to flourish as you nourish. Tune into today's episode. It's about to be epic. Welcome back, Power Moms. It is good to be back with you ladies. Uh, My family and I are going through a transition. We're still in the transition. And one of the things that you first learn as a new mom is prioritizing. And so I had to prioritize my family because that's my first ministry. And I had to ensure that we go through this transition smoothly. But I'm excited to record and I am grateful for several of you who reached out during the break and you were checking on me, praying for me. You were a source of encouragement and I appreciate all of you for checking in. For those of you who are not familiar with me, my name is Lathira Ranger. I'm from the Bahamas. I'm the wife of Felici Ranger. We've been married for four years and I'm also the... I'm also a youth speaker, former beauty queen, former teen queen, and actress. (laughs) I have several little films under my belt, (laughs) for those of you who are not aware. And, And I'm also a mommy. I am a mommy of two beautiful children, Carson and Isabella, who's three and two years old. And they are actually the motivation behind me starting the Moments Podcast because I needed a moment to get myself together I needed some mommy time to get myself together because I had I was struggling with postpartum depression anger and resentment I started to resent the because I'm a stay-at-home mom and I started to resent staying at home with my kids and because I never really got breaks because we didn't really have time to develop our village my husband and I after getting married we were pregnant with our son our first child at within five months we got pregnant um, of marriage within five months of marriage we were pregnant and so it really was not enough time for us to enjoy ourselves or even prepare um, for our son and it was a whole lot going on because right after our wedding during our honeymoon season we were evicted okay evicted she was like bye (laughs) Um, but it was a blessing it was such a blessing Um, to us nonetheless and so we had so much going on we were preparing for a baby trying to find a place and it was just a whole lot of transitioning and sometimes you can feel so trapped in the transition um, that you you know you don't even get time to really heal or or be still and just you know gather what what's going on in your life (laughs) and so all of that you know was was like built up and I had to put it at the back you know, put it down deep down there in the back. You know, those things that we put in the back, we never confront. And so I had to put it down in the back and just focus on our new addition. And then 14 when our son was 14 months, we got pregnant again. And we were pregnant with my daughter. And, and I say we because we were pregnant. <laughs> we were pregnant with my daughter and my 
I wasn't excited at first. I wasn't excited at all because I was just starting to get some mommy time, some time alone. My son was just starting to get big enough where I can, you know, have him go at other, other, you know, to play with other family members and, you know, he can have, you know, the sitter or someone keeping him, a caretaker. And I was completely devastated when I found out, like I was not happy. Um, I think six months, I believe I was six or five months. I could be wrong, don't quote me on it. But once I found out the gender of our baby, which we found out she was a girl, I got extremely excited. Something shifted for me. Um, I don't know, but something just shifted for me once I found out that she was a girl and I felt this connection with her from the womb and I was able to just come out of the depression. I was able to be, you know, to have my joy restored. And that's why we named her Isabella Joy. Uh, God gave us the name Isabella, devoted, which means devoted to God and joy because he promised us that we would have joy, that he would restore our joy. He promised us a covenant of peace, which is why our son his name is Carson Shalom, and he promised us that he would prosper us. With um, he would prosper him, our son as well, which is why we named him Shalom, because Shalom rep means peace and prosperity, the fullness of God. And so, yeah. So through all of that, I I still had postpartum depression um, after my daughter because I'm dealing with two kids now, and even though they were months apart. Um, several months apart, they were just, it's like I had twins. And it was comp it was really difficult, especially, you know, doing it by myself. And I'm not really doing it by myself because, yes, I have my husband, but he's working. And he was so amazing during this transition because he would work a 19-hour uh, shift and come home and still cook, clean, or help with the baby. Like, he was amazing. And so I want to thank my husband for for all of his support and leadership during that transition but I had to climb out of that cave of depression and that's where because I had a lot of grumbling and resentment and I really want to talk to you today about resentment and grumbling um, but first I want to thank so many of you of if you've not heard about it Hurricane Dorian I'm from the Bahamas Hurricane Dorian has completely devastated two of our islands uh, the Bahamas is consisted of 700 islands and keys so all of the bahamas is not completely devastated you can still book your vacation and have your wedding here girl <laughs> you can still book your vacation and have your wedding um, but two of our islands abaco and freeport grand bahama was completely devastated but there were so many of you who have donated to our nation you've donated your money your time and we appreciate all of your help in helping our country recover we are still going through it because you know it never healing is a process it's a process and it's going to take some time but we continue to solicit your prayers and your donations and i would suggest donating to nema which is the national emergency management agency of the bahamas there are lots of organizations and gofundmes but i totally recommend donating to nema the national emergency management agency i think that's more that's more of a credible place because we've heard of so many stories of donations not going or receiving people not receiving donations and so let's just ensure that we are donating to the people that um you know where we where we're sure the distribution um is going to be 
in the hands of responsible the responsible authority and i will put those link i will put the link for nima for my international friends i'll put the link in my in the description of this episode so again thank you so much there were so many churches who donated churches like jensen franklin free chapel uh pastor jensen franklin and then also pastor john and avanta gray of relentless church pastor dr jamal bryant of new birth ministries and Pastor Brooke and Raymond Anius of Church of Compassion Orlando, and of course Bishop T.D. Jakes, uh, Paula White Ministries. There were just so many persons. You had organizations like the Good Samaritan, um, I think Samaritan Purses or something like that. I may be saying the name wrong. Bark um, for the pets because you know we have so many pets who are displaced from their owners um, who were injured and sick. And of course, I want to thank the U.S. and Canada for opening up your doors to us. We are so grateful for you allowing our, you know, our families into your nation so that they can have a moment to regroup, recover and renew their minds in a different place. You know, not in a place of despair. So thank you so much for opening up your doors to us. We appreciate it and we are just super grateful. And we have no complaints. We just just all gratitude. And that is actually my topic for today. Gratitude. Because so many times we just have moments as mothers, as women, where we're just sick of everything. <laughs> where we can just get so tired, sick and tired, frustrated, overwhelmed with the responsibilities, managing the home, managing marriage, you know, just um, maintaining our peace, maintaining our edges. <laughs> and <laughs> I had to take a mommy time out, a mommy time out yesterday, ladies. I had to because I started grumbling about a situation that I prayed for. I started grumbling about it and I was complaining and I, and I actually was able to listen to myself talk. And as I was listening to myself, I was like, girl, you bitter. <laughs> Sometimes you got to tell, talk to yourself and tell yourself, you got to check yourself. A lot of times we're like, we, you know, people are throwing shade at other people. You know, we need to check our own specs. Check your spec. And that's what I do a lot. I'm my biggest critic. I will check my spec before checking someone else's own. And so I had to check my spec. And I was looking at myself like, girl, you sound bitter. And I didn't like it. So I took some time and I sat down to reevaluate what was happening in my heart. What was troubling me. What was going on in me. To, to to complain so much that I started to see this this my life as something that's not worthy to treasure. So that's when you know you've entered danger zone. When you can't even find the value of what you are complaining or upset about. When you, when you can't find anything to cherish about it or them, that's when you know you've hit danger zone and you need to take a moment to develop a better perspective and I had to do that I had to sit down with my feelings and try to figure out okay what my feelings are saying and I want to share something with you when because you know a lot of times we have these big feelings but we cannot articulate why or what our feelings are saying or indi- or indicating we don't understand what our feelings are indicating and it's just like our children if you are a mom of young children like I have toddlers they're unable to communicate how they feel and so that's why we have to be so discerning of what's happening with them but i want to share to you some things 
that can probably help you in your moments uh, when you're feeling, uh, when you're having some big feelings. So if you're feeling fair, it's telling you that you need to deal with something or avoid something painful. If you're feeling hurt, it is an expectation you've had that has not been met. If you're feeling angry, it is a standard or rule that has not been met by you or a friend or a loved one. If you're feeling frustration, that means you're not you need to change your approach to a goal or activity. If you're feeling disappointment, it's an outcome you're chasing that is not achievable. If you're feeling guilt or regret, it means you have violated one of your own standards. Feeling inadequacy, then get more educated or become more flexible in your behavior. You're feeling overwhelmed, then it means you don't have clear priorities. I'm going to say that one again. If you're feeling overwhelmed, it means you don't have clear priorities. If you're feeling loneliness, it means you need some sort of connection with another person. I thought that breakdown was so enlightening because a lot of times we're unable to articulate what we're feeling or why we're feeling this way. We just, and, and many of us have not been taught how to manage our emotions. I know that's not something that, you know, I was, that was in, in, in my, in my mom's parenting. My mom was a single mom and she never taught us how to manage our feelings because she wasn't taught that. And so we are just not aware. Many of us are just not aware of these feelings. And we're not aware of what they're indicating. And that's where boundaries comes into place. When you take a moment to develop a better perspective, develop bigger faith and a beautiful soul, you are creating boundaries so that you can flourish into the highest version of yourself. You may not have the beautifully decorated home or you, you may not have the, the, the car that you want. You may not be living um, exactly where you want to be. The house may not be finished. The business may be taking a while. Whatever it is, there is wherever you are in your life right now, you can take a moment and, and rediscover the value of the thing that you're complaining about. There is something that you can be grateful for. You just have to search. You just have to sit, take a moment, be still, and give thanks. Be intentional about giving thanks for the thing that you are complaining about. Now, when I think about gratitude, when I think about um, the definition, the definition of gratitude is the quality of being thankful, the readiness to show appreciation or return kindness. How often are you ready to show appreciation to the people and to God for the things you have and the people you have? Are you ready? Are you willing to return kindness back to God for what you have? We are obligated as son, as, as daughters of the king to be thankful. He instructs us, he instructs us to give thanks for all things and in all circumstances, not some things, but in all things we are instructed. First Thessalonians um, 5 and 12, I believe it is. 
And one of my favorite scriptures um, right now, I don't daily live by this. This is why it's on our fridge, because I need this daily reminder. It's Ephesians 4 and 9. It says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace there's that word grace to those who hear i love this scripture this is why i put it on our fridge um it's such a beautiful reminder um it keeps me grounded um this particular scripture because when i am feeling overwhelmed I begin to complain. And so now I've since I've placed this scripture on our fridge, I found myself now being conscious of my words, watching what comes out, and if something comes out that I didn't like, I take it back, renounce it, and I declare something that is in alignment with the will and word of God. With the will of God and the word of God. And so we have to take authority over our actions, our words, our behaviors and just really subject our feelings, how we're feeling to God. We, we, we have to become mature in Christ and leave the complaining behind because we all should aspire to become like Christ. He gave thanks in everything. He was ready to show appreciation and return kindness. He lived a lifestyle of thankfulness. And that's something, and, and we should incorporate gratitude into every moment of our lives. Every moment. We must incorporate gratitude. We have, because it helps us to rediscover the joy, the value of each moment. I remember yesterday, I was, oh my gosh, I was so overwhelmed. And as I sat there, and I'm, I'm just going over in my mind everything, and then I started to find things to be to give thanks about for the situation that I was complaining about I was able to like rediscover the joy I, I found my attitude shifted I was I was happier I was joyful my approach was different and I was able to just get I was able to just center myself back into like such a like I, I can't even explain it's like I felt this transformation this inner transformation where like my heart felt lighter, my heart shifted. And a lot of times we don't, we don't even see, sometimes we don't see the impact that ingratitude has. When we're complaining and we have that spirit of ingratitude, we don't see how that impacts. And you may be saying, you know what? Complaining and grumbling is not a big deal. You know, this is not a big deal. It is. Here's why. I felt the same way. I said, you know what? This isn't no big deal. I'm, I'm still saved and Jesus still loves me. <laughs> but here's what you don't see. You don't see the other little demon cousins that are coming in your heart and in your home. Because, for example, I'll give this example. You may, let's say you're complaining about your children or your husband. You're complaining about your husband and he, he now feels unappreciated. And so this seed of unappreciation is now in his heart. So he may feel unappreciated and rejected. And the, the enemy uses that seed to open the door. And maybe he would open the door to pornography. And he would go to pornography to feel appreciated, to feel loved. So a lot of times we don't see the other little demon cousins that comes along with one spirit. 
The enemy never comes alone. Like I mentioned, he never comes alone. He always brings his little demon cousins and friends and families to take over because he wants to dominate because he has no authority. And you give him authority when you don't bring every thought captive, when you don't arrest your mouth, when you don't bridle your tongue and tame your tongue. And I'm, and I'm telling you this from a place of experience. I'm telling you this because I have failed at this. I have my tongue. I had, I had no control over my tongue. I would just, whatever came out of my mouth, that, that is what came out of my mouth. I would complain about everything. I was upset. I was overwhelmed. I allowed my feelings to rule versus me ruling my feelings. We have authority and how we respond to these situations, we're, 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 we're telling our children, we're teaching them in how we are responding. We are shaping how our children respond to life. So we have to be intentional about having an attitude of gratitude because we teach our children how to navigate uh, and respond to these things. And it is our duty as mothers to teach our children to navigate both sides of this world and to do that with grace and gratitude. Like our scripture says in Ephesians 4, with grace, grace to the hearers. All of that, that's our children. Our children are the hearers. They are watching us. We have a responsibility to help them navigate both sides, the good moments and the bad moments with grace and gratitude. And if we aren't careful, complaining can actually cause us to switch into survival mode. And then suddenly, you know, we're surviving instead of thriving in our womanhood and motherhood. And I can tell you this because because I struggled with postpartum depression. I struggled to get up in the morning and find joy in the day. I, I struggled to find, I, I was hopeless. I couldn't even find hope. I I didn't have no joy. I didn't even have love. I was grumpy. I was miserable. So you have to be careful. You may say, oh, it's just one time or just a little thing. I don't mean it. And my heart, no, you have to take authority because a little level levels levels it a lot. (laughs) I totally messed that up, that quote up. (laughs) But you have to be careful because then it's going to turn into a big thing. And so you don't want you don't want the complaining, the ingratitude to switch you into survival mode. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're just surviving motherhood and womanhood. At some point, you know, the this disease will hit anyone, you know, at some point in your life. Ingratitude will hit you at some point. But you have authority to take control of it. You have the authority. And I Again, I'll encourage you to just write down things that you are grateful for because it's going to help. It's, it's really going to help. And it may seem little um, and mundane, but writing down a list or having a gratitude jar or journal, it has the power to transform your heart. It will shift your approach. It will shift your attitude. It is powerful. It is transformative. So write down things that you are grateful for. And the reason I'm encouraging you to do 300 things, because I want you to, I want your mind to stretch. Because by the time as you get to 75, it is going to be hard. It's going to be hard because you're going to be like, okay, what else? What else? What else? And then when you get to 150, it's like, oh my God, what else? And you want to stretch your mind. Because you want to 
help your mind to exercise thinking bigger because your mind hasn't stretched this far. You know, you want to increase your faith. You want to exercise your faith so that your faith can increase. So that's why I'm encouraging you to write it down because it it literally has the power to transform your heart and your soul. Um, This month, you know, this month, again, we're globally celebrating Thanksgiving. So as daughters of the king, we're instructed to give thanks. And I want us to embrace gratitude as our goal, our heart's ambition, and our lifestyle. I want us to remember that even though we may not be where we want to be or, you know, there are things that are still not yet changed or, or where we want it to be, we are still blessed. We, are still, we still should express gratitude because God is good, because he is amazing, because he's a good father, because when we need him, we're able to call on him. He is our strength. He is our refuge. He's our help, and he loves us. God loves us. He cares about everything concerning us. He cares about even the the complaints that we have. He cares about them. He cares about everything that's on our hearts, so he cares about it. But he didn't say to cast your complaints. He said your cares. And so you need to shift from complaints to cares, and you do that when you find things to give thanks for because he said to enter his gates with thanksgiving that is when you your prayers will be effective because he says the effective fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much so when we turn our complaints into thanksgiving we start to give thanks and then we cast it as a care that is how we enter into his gates with thanksgiving, then our prayers are effective because the effective fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. So, Power Mom, I know that there aren't things that, there are some things that you want to change in your life, that you want to be changed, but this is motherhood, this is womanhood. Everything is not going to be easy. Everything is not going to be organized. Some things are going to be messy because motherhood is messy. But let's be grateful. Let's be grateful for who we are, where we are, and what we have. Let's be grateful for whose we are. We are safe. We are safe. We, we, we're, not, we're not like the people of the world who only get to YOLO. They get to live once. No, we live here on earth and in eternity. We are blessed women of God. We are blessed mothers of Christ. We are blessed. We are anointed. We are equipped. God loves us and he loves you. So invite him into your heart. Repent for their complaining and 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 just find things to be grateful for, even about yourself. Stop complaining about yourself. Stop being critical about yourself. Don't be hard. Whatever journey you're on, whether it's a fitness journey, whether it's an attitude journey, whether it's um, you know you per, whatever personal development journey that you're on, just be gracious toward yourself. You deserve grace and gratitude. Be grateful for your commitment to to your growth. Be grateful for 
for for the progress that you've made. You may not think that you've made progress, but even if you're not seeing it physically, you are becoming so strong. You are increasing in strength, you are increasing in faith, and you are increasing in endurance. And I just want to congratulate you for becoming in the momming. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I am looking forward to talking with you in the next episode. Don't forget to write your three. Your homework is to write 300 things that you are grateful for. Tag us in it at Moments Podcast with the with two M's. You can tag us in your stories, tag us in your posts, look us up on social media. Make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss another episode and share this podcast with another mom friend so that we can all flourish one moment at a time.